So you look good. You seem good. Thank you. You may have, uh... Ten years, man! Ten! Where have you been for ten years? I freaked out. Joined the army. Went into business for myself. I'm a professional killer. Let's do some housekeeping then, or do we want to introduce? That was normally your job. <laughs> I think we should. Good evening and welcome to the Rissington Podcast. Welcome. <laughs> We're a little bit late, but it's ten years later. Let's first of all describe where we are, because we're going to get getting some background sounds, and I think it'd be mm. nice to well, set the scene. Well, there's a reason why we are where we are as well, because uh, they knocked mm. down the RAF base we were officing at. Yeah. So the RAF base at uh, Rissington is no more. It's now all housing, which yeah. happened actually not long after we left, I think. Yeah. Um, so we've chosen a pub that's as near as possible. So we're in the is it Kingsbridge? Yep, yeah, in Borton on the Water. And we're right next to, if you know Borton on the Water, very pretty. There's the little river that runs right through the middle. So if you hear a... <laughs> right. So that set the scene. That set the scene, scene. yes. We haven't so, even said who we are. We just assume people know. <laughs> so you are John Hicks of uh, Mozilla and... Uh, um, um, MailChimp Firefox. MailChimp Firefox. You might know me from this logo's as. Skype emoticons. Which I proudly tell. I know, I know the guy who did those. <laughs> it's all stuff that I did years ago as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's lasted though. It has lasted. It's very good. And you are John Oxton. Now John Oxton King. Yes. Because I got married. You did. So what else has happened in the last, last uh, what, ten years? What have you got? A lot industry-wise. Oh my goodness. So much. So industry. my big problem is the fact that there's a lot more terminology now that I mm-hmm. really don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I. I Design tokens springs to mind. I still don't really understand what design so tokens are. So I think are. I know what design tokens are. Well, tell me, because... I think they are just variables. That, <laughs> so that's... <laughs> I do. I genuinely do. I, well, that's my... My understanding is they're variables that can be plugged into SAS. Okay. Well, that's how I've used them. All right. But so, variables. <clears throat> probably should have done some research. <laughs> but that's what I understood them to be. Stu Robson. Um, I, I probably wouldn't even know about design mm. tokens if I didn't follow Stu Robson. And he's mm. always banging on about... Assassin design token, so I should, we probably should ask him. Well, maybe we could talk to him. Get him about to it a, record a little s- snippet for the show. Yeah. But that's just one example. There's just so many. So this like, podcast is really about our ignorance and our lack of ability to do research before we record, really. Well, yeah. nothing's <laughs> changed in 10 years, let's face it. So, what, what else has happened? Web standards? Web st- yeah, web standards. What's happened to web standards? They it's seem, the window a bit, isn't it? They seem to have gone. It seems to well. It seems to be all JavaScript now. It's all React. Yeah. It's all ten divs to make a button. Yeah. When there's a button tag. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that. I feel old. It's difficult because I mean I've, I've played with React for a job that I had to do, mm. and it did. It was like extra layers of complication. But I can see, for a big company, 
they, they kind of need systems like that. Yeah. But for small stuff, yeah. it does not matter. I mean, it's just, I'm doing a website for a client at the moment that just doesn't need any of all that. Yeah. You know, it just, I'm just using Statamic or Statamic, don't know yeah. how you pronounce it. Uh, it's a flat file CMS, and yeah. this is all just CSS. Yeah, we, did, we did one for a while. Easy like the please. Yeah. And it was just, we'll just do it the old-fashioned way. It's fast. See, I, I, don't, I still don't think of it as the old-fashioned way. Yeah. That's, I don't know if that's good or bad. I saw a tweet that, I can't remember the exact words, but they rendered, somebody had put like their entire Twitter timeline in a basic HTML, CSS, and then they'd done one tweet in React and done the measured the render times, uh-huh. and the flat file HTML won by like 200 milliseconds. Or something. <laughs> I'll try and find the tweet, but it was like, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, so. but then, then you know it's just like the industry is still growing, still learning. Mm. You know they'll find ways around that, and also when you consider the things that we can do in just HTML and CSS that we couldn't do ten years ago. Yeah, grid, Xbox, yeah. um, even the animations and transitions yeah. that we couldn't do. Yeah, I mean actually that's another big thing that happened in the last ten years with mm. responsive design. Oh yeah, and mobile first. I mean actually it wasn't. <laughs> It was barely mobiles, wasn't oh, it? You know, it was but we've just changed one problem for another. There, it used to be. <laughs> it used to be. Can I get IE five working? <laughs> now it's okay. Yeah. So, although I think Jeremy Keith was way ahead of the way ahead of everybody there because he was always banging on about fluid design, wasn't he? Mm. Even before we had breakpoints. Yeah. So. That whole idea of basically HTML is accessible by default. Yeah. And that actually if it becomes inaccessible that's something you've added. Yeah. Something you've done to Yeah, you you're progressively making it worse yeah. the more you add. So yeah. in, what excites me about that is you know, because I don't want to be come across as a bitter old react hating No, I like I suffer this where it's like nursing home you attending. hate JavaScript. It's like I don't hate JavaScript. Yeah. I just hate the way people use it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, rendering a whole page in JavaScript yeah. and when JavaScript doesn't happen yeah. for ever reason, yeah. you know, turned off or net bad network. Oh, you're it's on your patchy phone in the middle of uh, the Cotswolds as we are. <laughs> yes, in the middle of Cairo. <laughs> Which, I've, what have I got? A H at the moment. There's no sign of any 5G here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's. Yeah. I, I, I think there are places for these things, but I think the way we can do more with less with, yeah. the, with things like Grid yeah. is just incredible. Yeah. What else have we got that's changed in the last 10 years? Um, I eat more eggs and cheese. I don't know if that's really yeah, noteworthy, is, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah, this is not eggs and cheese. Sometimes. Oh, it's a McDonald's egg McMuffin. Oh. Sausage and egg McMuffin. Oh, bacon and egg McMuffin. <laughs> uh, sausage and egg McMuffin for me. Oh. Yeah, that's a winner. That's a, it, I'm not a big McDonald's fan, but yeah. the breakfast do it for me. Yeah, <laughs> not sorry. so keen on the wrap. But, yeah, no. the sausage and egg McMuffin, the double sausage and egg McMuffin. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> One second. So yes, eggs replace cheese. Um, yeah, there's quite a difference though. There's not a lot of variety in egg. I, I, well, there's different ways of cooking it. There is, but you generally end up with roughly the egg. same result. <laughs> you cook egg, you get egg, egg. You get egg at the end of it. <laughs> yes, but scrambled eggs. Yep. Nice yeah. one, it? With caviar, smoked salmon, chives. Smoked salmon, yeah. Smoked salmon and chives. Yeah. Not that I cook and do make, you know, buy it at home much, but yeah, that's the kind Just of treat for go out. You know, <laughs> God, you can't get better than that. Or cagery. Anyway, but surely poached eggs and hollandaise must be the ultimate for you then, because that's oh, eggs with more eggs. It is and but butter. I'm not a big fan of hollandaise. <gasps> oh. I haven't. I haven't really kind of. Yeah, mm. it kind of feels like it's maybe too much. It's quite rich. 
Yeah. It is quite rich. What it about is... mayonnaise, though? Proper mayonnaise. Oh, pro- proper mayonnaise. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What else have we got on our housekeeping list? Podcasts. Pod- uh, yep. Yep. That's another big thing that's happened in 10 well, years. Because when yes. we did the Rissington first time round, well, there, there were podcasts. There was a Boag podcast. That was, that was it, isn't it? I don't know what happened to him. No, he's, um, you know, he's gone quiet, hasn't he? That was about it. That, that was it. And a couple of American ones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But this is it. I mean, it's, it's grown, what's the word, exponentially. Well, I think this is linked to the rise of the smartphone as well. I think people mm. are accessing it. Yeah. Any specific favourites for you, then? Well, there's obvious ones. I think we both like Adam Buxton. Yeah, genius. Roha Lustupa. Yep, also genius. Also really enjoy uh, Off Menu. Oh, that's with, James Ancaster, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I've and Ed Gamble. Just, I've only listened to a couple of those. I'm just looking through my podcast list to see what else I've uh, 99% Invisible. Oh, I don't know what that is. That's It's a it's American podcast, but it, it's great. It's always like it just hones in on a subject. Mm. And sometimes it's things like uh, one of my favourites is the one about shipping forecast. Oh, okay. And it really goes in d- depth with the shipping Is it BBC? Shipping or? No, yeah. it's. Um, I've forgotten who, who does it in America, but it's you can always be guaranteed if you, you've got some time and you've got time to listen to it and really absorb it, um, not just have it in the background. Yeah. So it's really. I'm just looking what else I've got. In my list, uh, there's a couple of um, so Jeffrey Veen was doing a podcast. Oh, really? Which was really good. Ooh. Where he talks to industry people. I quite like that. Um, there was one I wanted to mention, which is really good. I think it's is it called UI Breakfast? So that's oh, quite yeah. a nice one. UI UX design and product strategy. That's quite an interesting one for UXy people that I quite like. I'm sure we can come up with another list. Yeah, I mean, Elastic Brand is another one I've been to a lot recently, which has been very good. Very interesting listening to other designers and seeing what their process is. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you agree, sir? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just listening to how different everyone approaches like things mm-hmm. like logo design. Yeah. You know, you kind of assume that most people do it roughly the same way, but no, no. actually, it's quite. You know, that's good. I think it's quite odds. It's yeah. interesting. I'm Vive la difference. Yeah. And what about personally? How have you changed in 10 years? Um, I'm a lot more anxious than I used to be. More? Yeah, more. <laughs> more. I think I've pretty much got over my imposter syndrome, though. I've kind of realised I don't know what I'm doing, and that's fine, because uh, I just rely on other people. Do you know what? As long as people still employ you to do stuff... Well, my, I think my job's changed a lot. It's much more about working and collaborating with other people. Mm. Um, oh, this is another thing I wrote down, because... I've seen a lot of people talking recently about how they're going to start up an RSS feed again and have a blog again. And yeah. I just thought, oh, do people stop? I mean, I know things like Medium happened and Twitter, yeah. but did people really stop doing their own well, blogs? I think so. Well, I don't know. I say people. people. Did you stop doing your own blog, John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Consistently. How many, does, how many times have you deleted websites and Twitter accounts in, uh, well, I'm in just the last 10 years? Of the curve. This is coming. It's all coming, John. People now wanted to get themselves off the internet. Yeah, they literally can't be found. I have to say, there's a lot of bands and people that do that. They, yeah. Before a big launch, they just delete everything, that their presence online. Yeah, and then redo it. And redo it, which I don't, I've never understood other than just maybe it just to get a bit of buzz and a bit of talk. Yeah. You know. yeah. Well, you know, I innovated that. <laughs> but your your website is something to behold because it goes back for years and years and you've redesigned it and redesigned it. I think yours is a good example of keeping things simple 
using web standards. You. And yeah, but it just keeps working. So I mean, what have you got? You got twenty year archive there, at least. Uh, not quite twenty years. Yeah. So what would it be? Twenty. Uh, it's like eighteen years or yeah, something. But it's all still there. Yeah. So, yeah, and you've redesigned it, God knows how many times. In some ways, I wish there was a way I'd set up of that when you look at older posts, it shows it in that design yeah. from that era. Well, actually, this is CSS Thing Garden, isn't it? You could do that. Well, <laughs> style switcher. If I had the time, you know, yeah. <laughs> the respect. But things like posts from 2003, having it in the little letterbox, yeah, yeah scrolling yeah, letterbox yeah. right in the middle of the screen. <laughs> oh, that used to be done with uh, frames, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, and then Overflow Auto became supported, and yeah. you could do it. And then you could do it in a div. And then you realised, oh, that's quite a hard way to read things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually terrible. <laughs> Let's not do that anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having a bit of my yeah. beer. Yeah. Do you want to pause and get more beer? <laughs> no, I'm quite all right, thank you. <laughs> um, it was very nice, though. That was mm. a gravity, quite a low yeah. alcoholic 3.4. Mm. An easy beer. Mm. Maybe a breakfast beer, you could say. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you know. for, for a vodka for me at breakfast. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you gets rid of the anxiety for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it just amplify it? I mean, just well, yeah, you just keep drinking. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Actually, yeah, anxiety, that's a good one to talk about because, mm. uh, yeah, ten years later, I definitely feel there's more things to be anxious about. And in the job, yeah. like... You know, it's gone a bit quiet. Will I get any work? Mm-hmm. Um, anxious about the current state of political affairs. This is we're in something that if someone wrote it as a comedy, that you would think, oh, oh yeah, like, thank God that would never yeah. happen. Oh, I don't even know if I want to talk about it. No, I don't really want to talk about <laughs> it. But it's one thing that brings to mind actually 10 years ago is feeling a lot less anxious a lot less mm. well we were even talking about this and I don't know whether we had it on but whether even the Risington branding and is even feels right anymore because it yeah. felt like a little gentle poke of fun at ourselves really it was in English and and it kind of coincided yeah. with the fact that we were on an RAF airbase yeah you know we reused a lot of the imagery mm. and the whole kind of like Armstrong and Miller were doing that yeah, sketch yeah, with yeah. the RAF pilots yeah. at the time it all seems to sort of fall into place um, so yeah so I kind of feel that that's kind of the risk that evolved and we need to have a, mm-hmm. a different approach yeah. thinking about I've seen a lot of people I've talked I've seen a lot of people even some quite high profile people and I've talked to a lot of people who work is drying up a little bit people are I think businesses are holding on to their cash yeah and just so, so that's quite worrying well I found yeah. and I think you found this too that a lot of clients can take a long time to actually get back to you mm-hmm. and you know the project starts yep. you could spend a few months of having you know, hopeful sounding conversations mm-hmm. and then yep. the time you actually said right here's the deposit check paid yeah we're off yeah it's quite a long time quite, after yeah. the start then, the first contact isn't it so mm-hmm. it's um yeah there's just a lot more people doing it there as well i think and uh, a huge range of um, prices. Daily daily rates are mm. massively. Yeah, I have, to be honest, I have no idea anymore whether I'm over or undercharging, mm. whether I'm cheap or expensive. Depends. I think it depends who you yeah. talk to. It just vary. I mean, some of the, I've talked to some front end developers recently. Who was shocked by how little they were charging. It's like, how are you living? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think but, this is the question, isn't it? You know, can you can you live on what you earn? Mm. Um, yeah. If so, why Fine. not? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's like it's a tricky one. But yeah, it is hard, and I think a lot mm. of people have found 
these quiet patches. Mm. I'm very fortunate at the moment that I'm not in a quiet patch. Mm. And I've got two really nice big clients who are quite regu- are regular every week. Yeah. And it means you can sort of like, you can just relax a little bit and think, right, yeah. okay, now I can concentrate on actually doing work. Yeah. And yeah. Working that Not scrambling around going, where's the next bit coming yeah. from? Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. I'm sort of, I'm roughly in that place with a little bit of, oh, mm. got to think about after Christmas. So I've got that slightly nasty one of, uh, okay, this is not a good time of year to be looking for work. <laughs> I just—I so. said this earlier about you know the the, the damage to your mental health mm. in running and staying freelance, and running a bit your own yeah. business. It's incredible, and I think yeah. I kind of think after all this time, it is starting to wear a little bit, mm. and that ease of being in a permanent employed situation. Mm. I can still see advantages. I still don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you kind of want cake and eat it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, I like the fact that I can work remotely for people. Mm. And I don't have to commute. I can got my little office in town. I can pop into that. Mm. Or, you know, I don't want to be having somewhere that where people are watching you all the time. Mm. Or, or looking at your back. Well, and you can pick your own hours to some extent, as long as you get the work done. Yeah. You don't have to be, okay, yeah. well in at nine leave at five thirty. you're allowed an hour for lunch between one and two mm. so i like the flexibility especially with kids to be able to say well actually yeah i might break my day up in a slightly different way so totally that's the yeah. true advantage but yeah it's uh it is it makes me quite anxious being freelance increasingly there <laughs> yeah. was a time where i was like i don't care <laughs> it'll be fine yeah just, i think it kind of felt those i think look back on that time now as being really lucky mm. in that it didn't have to think about it too much or promote wow. itself or that work was just coming in yeah like from the US I they travelled to the US yeah <laughs> it's like, that doesn't happen anymore yeah, it was there so. but yeah no it's no. Um, we shouldn't whinge though no We've it's had, not um, a whinge but no, it's no, 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 kind but of a I've, I've heard this from other people too that you know that kind of the burden mm. of running your own business and I don't know if you've even tried the promotional thing but like a few years ago when I left opera, yeah. I tried the. Um, okay, let's tr- you know we've got to we've got to put myself out there because mm. I've been oh, you know, did that not available for I ages. Remember the illustration you did? Oh yeah, the back folded, in stock thing. Yeah, folded yourself up into a shelf. I'm trying, trying to think of ways. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> we're just trying to think of ways to like to yeah. get the, to like tried Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and I worked it and dribble. Yeah. Like yeah. every time you spoke to someone, they said, "Oh yeah, we didn't hire anyone unless they're on LinkedIn." Yeah, or dribble, you know. I was like, okay, I'll try all these things. And it's amazing how how many of them worked, which mm. was zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did, um, a couple of weeks ago, I sent a few direct LinkedIn messages to people, and I could see they'd sort of looked at them and got nothing back. I was like, I said, I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. Mm. It's just horrible. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, so it's really difficult. I don't know about the... Word of mouth has always been the most successful thing. Yeah. It's been the only place I've ever got work yeah. on. I mean... A couple of years ago, I actually got a, a job from being at a conference and speaking at a conference, which right. is the first time it's ever happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, generally, I suppose there's that thing of profile. You know, if you're yeah, speaking yeah. at a conference, yeah. you maybe help to profile. But this was actually direct. Kind of, you know, I saw you talking on this subject, and we need some icons. And oh, brilliant! Yeah. You know, and that was really nice. And yeah. that was that was but a nice. Once, out of how many conference talks yeah. have you done? Yeah, many, so, many. Yeah. yeah. Should we get a drink in, and then we'll continue? Yeah. Let's do that. I think we've kind of covered 10 years of housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been all right. Done that. Yep. 
there's a case of whether you want to do like a, a thing of the week next or start the questions. Well, we, the thing of the week was something we used to do. We used to do fun of the week, mm-hmm. and I noticed you've picked one. So. Hmm. Well, I was thinking because one thing that's been a big change in the last ten years is the uh, availability of yeah. good open source fonts. This is really yeah, which has been a game changer. Mm. Um, and it's especially important because I'm doing work for a American charity, a mm. health charity who uh, not only need free open source fonts, but also need ones that they can translate to other languages. So things like Neonoto, which has got the most... IKEA have just adopted that. Yep. Yep. Which yep. They finally kicked out Vedana. You know what? It's just like, it doesn't matter with IKEA, does it? You know, no. what font they use. It's <laughs> not... <laughs> I still miss Futura days, but, you know, it's a little bit kind of bland and featureless, but, mm. you know, it's fine. What, what's... What Noto? You think? Yeah, yeah. you know, I think it. it but it's it, it's like a functional font. You yeah. know, it's, it's a nice font. Though. It's readable. It's got lots of different mm. weights and mm. condenses. And you now know. then, what we're thinking about variable fonts? Oh yeah, but I still those are mind blowing. Yeah, I haven't played enough with those, but I am like, that's crazy. And this is it. I mean, so there are some amazing people who are creating these fonts and mm. delivering them with a CC license for. Mm. Uh, you know anyone to use and there are some great ones that aren't on google fonts as well mm. so i thought maybe what i could do is just quickly highlight a good open source one that aren't on that google isn't fonts. on google fonts how do you deliver them then <laughs> yeah, so you have to ftp them to your website oh my goodness <laughs> um and the one i've picked which is one of my favorites i've used on a couple of projects and i've adopted as a branding font for this american mm. charity it's called uh, HK Grotesque, mm-hmm. and it's just a really nice sans serif with a bit of personality. Um, got lots of different weights, uh, and it just it, it's very it's very modern. It's not going to date too quickly. It's brilliant. Mm. Love it. Um, there's a, there's one problem with it is that it's not really really bold bolds. It's very it goes up to what you might call a semi bold. Yep. It didn't go to black or heavy, or, mm. but you know it's a free font, and yep. there's a pro version as well, which you can get, which is a, a bit more kind of you know finesse to it, maybe. But it's still very cheap to buy as a and font. So, so they, do they host that for you, or do you host it yourself? You have to host it yourself. Yeah, which, um, yeah. but it's yeah, that's my. I'll put the link in the, mm. the show notes. Yeah. Oh, it's nice having show notes again. It, it is, but it's interesting. You even th- even thinking about sort of overlooked in the last ten years. That has been the fundamental big thing. Is like I mean, I mean, Sifil was still being used a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah, we probably, lasted. probably. Yeah, we'll have to. We're going to have to put a link <laughs> in the show notes for that. Yeah, what the hell is yeah. But just that whole thing of not only font face, but yeah, good delivery from mm. things like Google Fonts. Yes, yeah. and to be honest, it's made my job a lot harder is as it? somebody who is not who didn't train as a designer originally. So I don't come from a print design background. I literally mm. started my design career with web. So I've only ever had to think about a few fonts. <laughs> yeah. So in some ways, that's been a real challenge. Oh, I see, yeah. Because suddenly yeah. it's like, choice. Anyway, that was all I wanted to say about the uh, HK Grotesque, anyway. Um, nice. And next week, I'll have another one. Nice, yeah. So we're going to go, you're going to go open source, look, dig for the ones that are a little more. Open source. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I might sort of highlight some good ones on Google that maybe mm. aren't uh, well-known. You know, lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Got every chippy, <laughs> every hairdresser. I tell you what, like I have seen lobster. Uh, so you did on your 
and it's still live, I think, you've got the Hill House font that you did. Yeah, God, yeah. I'm fairly sure I've seen that out and about. Is, it, is there more than one version? Yeah, there? yeah. I mean, it's a... When every, I, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, it's John's font. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think it's mine. There's an um, yeah. American Horror Story, uh, an Amer- American series that uses something similar. Mm. But the thing is, there's an official Charles Macintosh font. Right. And I think they've used that. Yeah. I like to think it used by crappy little one that I made <laughs> photographer in '97. Yeah, for our, it was just for our wedding invites. Just ah, wanted okay. somebody, and I just thought, oh, I made this. I made let it, you know, let people use it. So, do you do any font making? Um, I did actually last year. Mm. I um, I'm not a proper typographer, so I haven't been using things like the proper mm. glyphs is a proper tool. Um, but there's a one called I think it's Font Self, which is an Illustrator plugin. Mm. And you can basically play around with vector shapes and make them into fonts. Yeah. <laughs> Fenton! Fenton! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Fenton! <laughs> uh, and that's real fun. Mm. And I had a go. Oh my goodness. Some major. Welcome to the dog show. Oh. It's the cockfighting's about to start. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> I've got a tenor on Eggy Jill. <laughs> um, I, I love that. With, have you ever watched Crufts? Nope. Oh, <laughs> no. Crufts, the side. But Crufts, the dog show, they always have this narrator talking about the dog like this. Yeah. Uh, the great, great coat that is very long coat. And I always imagine that they're talking about the owner rather than the dog, and it just makes it, <laughs> it, it makes it really fun. Anyway. Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about font creation. Font creation, yeah. So font self is a nice, nice little tool, and I was having a play for Mozilla because they've got this, you know, Zilla slab, the mm-hmm. Mozilla. Yep. And I just thought I, I really think that they they should go and make a, a Zilla Sans that goes with this, mm. and you know, it uses some. So I, did, I spent a while, you know, creating this sort of uh, mock up of a font, basically with this this tool. The idea being was if we could convince Mozilla to say yeah go for this then they would then hire a proper typographer mm. and do it but it would be enough to get a sort of an idea or a rough yeah, idea yeah. but it didn't go with that so mm. but I, I, I one of the most fun projects of the, the world doing that mm. love playing with type mm. no there's an intriguing uh, new part that we are adding which yeah. is UX technique well yeah I think so I think ah, be quite interesting. I'm pretty intrigued by this I, well I think I get this drives my anxiety quite a lot actually because <laughs> every day I discover some new UX technique yeah. and it's sort of oh my god there's so many um, but I have a few favourites um, and this one what have I written it down as because there's content priority guides yeah <clears throat> is the first one on the list. so I can put a, put a link to the show notes in the show notes for that mm. so content priority guides I can't remember the agency that invented it but it was on a list apart which is still going strong it is, is yeah which a lot of young people that I talk to are like, never heard of it. Oh, it's really? Like, you miss it out. Oh. Some good stuff. But anyway, this I sort of just stumbled upon this, and it's it's just planning out content on index cards, so you don't worry about the design mm. so much. You talk about the structure of the page, and you can say, okay, well, I want there to be a heading there, I want there to be a video there, and it just really helps you very quickly using index cards uh, plan out what a page should be. Oh. I have used this in anger many times. And, yeah, uh, it's really good. So, so does each index card represent a block of content? Yeah, that's the way. I, so I don't know whether I bastardised their technique a little bit, but I turned it to a workshop when I was working at an agency because quite often it'd be we need a fast turnaround, 
we need to plan the content so that the developers can get started, so the designers can get started, mm. so the content creators can get started. Everyone's working at the same time on the same thing, basically. So, yeah, yeah. and then so th- what I found with this technique was you produce these cards and everybody understands what they've got to go, go do. The designer can go off and design around the proposed content. The content creators can... And you can agree, well, okay, that's going to be a paragraph. Let's go into more detail. What's the word count going to be on that paragraph? Mm. So, but the other good thing about it is... So we did this on a site. I can't say too much because of NDAs, but I think it was it was a group site. So there were about a dozen websites, mm. and it came into its own because then you could start to go, okay, that content is the same pattern as that content over there. So the designer could then start to go, I don't need to redesign every page. Yes, yeah. So you could start to build up your pattern library, your design system, <laughs> if you wish, um, around that. So I'll put a link into oh, the show notes. Yeah, I nice. think it's... It's just a really nice technique. The other thing about it is anybody can do it. It's really low barrier. Mm. You don't need to be a specialist designer. And not post-it notes. That, that's the post-it UX notes. tool of choice, really. Yeah, post-it notes are dead. So, <laughs> no, there's a genuine... It's a very bold statement. <laughs> well, I mean, we could talk about this. So, I've given up on post-it notes, largely. Mm-hmm. Because what I've found is, you'll, and this has happened to me a lot, you'll get on the phone, plan a workshop out with a client... Mm. So, right, great. Okay, tell me about the room we've got. Send me some photos of the room we'll be working in. Mm. Okay, good, that looks good. And then you'll get there, and I have turned up with A0 phone boards, post-it notes. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can't stick stuff on the wall because the CEO gets upset. <laughs> and actually, that room's gone now, so we're in this cupboard. <laughs> right. So what I found is actually index cards, pieces of A3 paper are actually much more effective to... Improvise right. your space. Yeah, you're going to work anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So again, um, working with some colleagues, we came up with a. We'll talk about this on another podcast, but A3 workshops, mm. um, which was an accident. But I'll talk about it another day. Are they twice as big as A4 workshops? Yeah, yeah. Twice as long. Twice as awesome. Oh, I hate myself <laughs> for saying that. There. <laughs> yeah. So do I. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, I can edit that out. Nice. Cool. So that'll go in the show notes. Yes. I've got time to see some questions. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, this is supposed to be the bit where we kind of introduce the purpose of this podcast, really. (laughs) So the the actual (laughs) point of this podcast, historically, for those who have never listened, is really it's driven by, well, you had it nailed down as Gardener's Question Time for the web. Yeah. So really, it was always driven by questions coming in. And sometimes the questions were answered in a professional and... uh, inspiring and in-depth way and that people actually learn things and the other 90 (laughs) percent it was just largely bollocks just taking the piss out of it it? um but um so that's actually asked one of the questions andrea dishwater smith who asked uh, i've listened to season one i'm still none the wiser what the hell is this podcast (laughs) hopefully that explains that so um, on that note, um, we will put, I'll we'll do this at the end as well, we'll put a survey up, mm. questionnaire, mm. two-point questionnaire so that people... Do you like our faces? Yes. You what, sorry? Do you like our faces? What, is that the question? For <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, it's like the survey question. No, is it we think of different questions? How likely okay. are you to recommend this podcast to a friend? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Would you avoid these men in the street? Yes. <laughs> but also, uh, yeah... You've written a note here which I like, design agony arts. Yeah, so, well, yeah, that could either be silly or it could be quite serious. Yeah. I think to think that, you know, if you've got problems, we'll... Do you know what? You, when we talked about this, you were like, eh, maybe. But when I looked back at what we'd actually written for the old Whizzington 
podcast, mm. it does say your design agony ants. Yeah. So, <laughs> recycling. Did all we that used is. to do that? I, well, I'm not sure people. My memory's chopped to pieces. I would think people came away probably more depressed and anxious by the time we'd finished answering. Well, <laughs> you know, but, but we felt better for doing it. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. it was offloaded. It was nice it? to think that there's people mm. worse off than us in the world. Right. So. So send your questions. Send your questions. Uh, we have another question here, actually, from Ken Homicide. <laughs> and he asks, what actor would play you in a dramatisation of the podcast? Yes. Now, actually, that's, that's funny. funny. Funny that Ken should ask that. <laughs> because I have a very firm idea of who should yep. play you. Go on, then. Uh, do you know David Harbour? Well, I'll have to admit that you may have mentioned this before. <laughs> so I've, I've had a look. He's going out with... Um, Somebody now isn't he going out with? See me. This is my newsfeed in action. Isn't he going out with Lily Allen? Oh, is he? Possibly. Oh, maybe. Gosh, he'd been reading Hello magazine. Well, I was a bit offended by this whole notion because he's the guy. He's the guy out of uh, Stranger Things, isn't he? Yes. He's the alcoholic chain smoker. Yeah, yeah, but he's totally the hero. Oh, okay, I haven't watched he's Stranger to, Things. You know, well, I only read the negative stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's you know. But I, I think looks-wise, I yeah. think David Harbour would nail Well, you. that's why I was pleased when I saw he was going out with Lily Allen. So. Oh, so, God, well, yeah. Go. Hope. Amazing. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. We'll have to pick up a copy of Hello or Chat or something. <laughs> well, just, all you find out do, these things. All you've got to do is get your newsfeed going and look at Hello once, and that's it. <laughs> I've got you down, I think, um, as Olivia Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she's the nicest person on earth. National treasure. <laughs> Oscar winner. <laughs> You've won a few design Oscars, oh, I'm sure. You couldn't think of any nice male people. <laughs> well, who else did I have, actually? I had me down as... Um, no, you think, oh, Nick Frost. Yeah, I thought Nick Frost and Olivia <laughs> would make a good job of this podcast. That would be, be a great podcast. <laughs> Do you know what? Because I, 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 I was slightly offended, but I'm getting used to the idea now of being Olivia Coleman. Yeah. I mean, for a start, she's everywhere. Exactly, and she could do you, no problem. She could do anyone. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. I'm not exactly a challenge to an actress, but you know, I think, um, yeah, yeah. hmm, yeah. yeah, that's fueled some interesting fantasies over the next few nights, right? <laughs> um, Although, in this, like, maybe Simon Pegg with the light, the way Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, yeah, but well, that's obvious. I used it? to have the when Simon Pegg was in space, I had that beard mm. for years. Actually, yeah. the old wristens I used to have just the oh, you had the goatee, just the chin beard. Oh, yeah. What do you call it? I mean, it's not the um, not a neck beard. It's not a neck beard, and it's not got a moustache. So it's no goatee. It's not a goatee. Yeah, and it's just like a friend of mine called it the gruff. Right. But you know, I think I'll just call it the gruff. <laughs> it's a good name, Denny. But yeah, but now I've, for the last I don't know how many years now, five years, I've had a full beard. You, I'm sure when I saw you. A little one. I've had it trimmed you, recently. You Thanks had, for noticing, darling. Yes. I've had mine done as well in London. Oh, it did look very nice. Yeah, thank you. Very great. <laughs> but you used to have curly bits on your moustache. Um, I used to have one side that would curl up and the oh, other right. side that would droop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was never really one for the no, twirly moustache. You didn't manage to get to the full nah. hipster. No. It would always, it would just, I, I tried ironing it and it just, <laughs> it just, <laughs> it just wouldn't, wouldn't stick, stick up. So, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't going to happen. Um, so the qu- now I don't know whether you want to go on to moment to fail. Well, so the idea you want to. So this was another on. idea I had was maybe we should ask the listeners a question to answer as well. And I thought if we're going to ask people awkward and difficult to answer questions, we should probably answer them ourselves. So maybe um. we should set that challenge for episode two. Mm. 
What's your worst? What's moment? your worst moment of fail? Professional or personal? You can be anonymous, I guess. You can because we're going to do the form. That's why I want to do the form. So ah, you have to yeah. Email, so you can be anonymous. Yeah. As was Andrea Dishworth Smith and Ken Homicide. What's <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I suppose a little bit like a sort of confession, or a, yeah. you know, if it's something kind of like eating away at you and you want to just get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us your moment of fail. Yeah. Um, What's your moment of fail, then, John? <laughs> I'm still not sure whether this is the right forum for it, but... <laughs> Would you want to be anonymous? Should, should, well, I, <laughs> you, should I change I can, this to a different time of voice? I mean, this, this could be David Salmon Kettle, um, <laughs> <laughs> who wrote in with this one. i tell you what, I'll do it, and we can always cut it out, Yeah. or we can maybe do it as a kind of hidden track on the very last episode of the <laughs> season or something. Whoever dies first, okay. But <laughs> we'll put it out. There's an element of me, how we're discussing this is, to, to want to get this out. And do you want me to do mine first, because mine's gentle? Oh, or are you going to do it? Yeah, you can do yours first, if yours is so, gentle. Well, mine's, I could only, I'm sure I've had many more moments of fail, but the, only, the worst one was back in the text pattern days. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know what text pattern is, well, season one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd done a website for a private girls' school. Oh. And my own blog, which mm. at the time had a reputation for being mostly just swearing and rudeness, that was also running on text pattern. Mm-hmm. So I accidentally logged into the girls' school website and put a personal blog post up on their site. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, what was it? Do you remember? I can't Do you remember? remember, but it was you remember what my blog was like. <laughs> Nobody read it because it was just. <laughs> It's probably the the other extreme of a girls' school yeah. kind of news post. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they took it in good spirits. But <laughs> ever since that day, I always put um, patterns on the backgrounds of CMSs. But yeah, that was yeah to make was, sure that you know that, which ones which. That yeah. was quite a bad moment to fail because I was working white label for a design agency who were passing me a lot of work. Right. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> what a great one. I, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's quite gentle. Like, I, I, until we know the, the true kind of content of that blog post. Well, it would have had swearing in it, for yeah. sure. For sure. It would have been complete. There will have been some C word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well. So, I'm trying to think of words to use to describe this story. To try and make it less disgusting because it is—it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> um, but there's a part of me that wants to sort of get it out because it's been—is this going to impact your career? Yeah, you probably will. Would you tell? It certainly impacted this day in my life uh, quite. Is your, is your wife going to be upset if we put this out? I have to. I'll have to ask. That was somebody having a good old. That's vape. someone vaping, but it sounded yeah. evil. Um, so I'll try and keep it short and try and keep it, you know. Uh, hidden under nice words. So, my first day opera. Mm. I just started working for opera. I did uh, my first week. I did three days or two and a half days in Sweden, mm-hmm. and the rest of the week I went to Oslo and spent time in the Oslo office. So, just to set the scene, on the Wednesday we went out for lunch, and Swedes like their pizzas with all sorts of stuff on them. So when I saw the words Donner Kebab Pizza. I said, why not? I'm in heaven. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank okay. you very much. So, I had that. And then we got on the train and we went, went to Oslo. So, Thursday morning, this is my first morning 
at the Oslo office working for opera. Um, now, depending on where you were in Oslo, it's kind of easy or hard to talk English and get around. So at the hotel, easy. I can ask the, the receptionist, say, can you get me a taxi to go from this end of Oslo all the way to the other end where mm. the office is? I said, yeah, that's fine, don't worry, you know, we'll get the taxi in. And the taxi driver doesn't speak, you know, I can't speak English and I can't speak, you know, Norwegian. So he drops me off. Just as I'm getting out of the taxi, I um, had a rather big accident. <laughs> This was obviously connected to this Donna Kebab pizza the day before. Whoops. Um, <laughs> and I had that moment of the taxi had gone. Mm. I haven't got any numbers of taxis. I don't know how. Because <laughs> oh, obviously my first thing is, you know, I need to get back yeah. to Clean up. the hotel, change, <laughs> destroy some things. Um, but I, I, I had no way of doing that. And it was, it was it's about a 40 minute walk. This this distance, yeah. so I thought, okay, well, maybe it's not too bad <laughs> if I can get in and sort something out, we'll, yeah. we'll be all right. So I thought, right, let's just risk it. I have to just risk it. So I go in and I go into the lift, mm. and there's no one in the lift. And I thought, oh god, that's the first step. Thank you very yeah. much. And then just as the lift door is about to shut, someone walks in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going up three floors and thinking. I'm sure they can smell. I'm sure that they can smell this. I, I, and, and I kind of, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't explain what's happened or why you're smelling this. So then I, um, then I get to the reception desk and say, you know, can I, can I use the loo first? And say, oh yeah, it's just around the corner. And so yes, long story short, um, some things had to be destroyed, yeah. uh, but my tr- but but thank the Lord, my jeans were actually fine. Oh, um, but then I had a whole day at opera yeah. to spend. I thought, well, this could happen again. So and I had no, you know, underwear. So I fashioned what I can only describe as a big nappy <laughs> out of toilet roll. Wrapped it quite a few times round. Which obviously every time we went to the loo that day, I had to redo. You know, I had to do a fake. Just to, you know, you don't. You have to, you have to break it apart and then. Okay. Unfortunately, for the rest of the day, everything was fine. Oh my, God. my my bowels didn't act up again, and but it was that moment of just as I stood up out the taxi, yeah, just and then taxi just going instantly <laughs> and being abandoned. And you know, people like, there were meetings that morning, and I had to be you know people waiting for me to come. And that oh, that sinking oh, feeling that's brilliant. I, I think we'll just that's the podcast. We'll just I think <laughs> I think we'll maybe put that as a hidden track or yeah, something. We'll but it's kind of you know, oh, I, I've not really told many people about that. No, well, that will be, we should do this as episode one then, so not too many people here. I need a, I need a crisp now. Mm. <laughs> Mm, that's better. Mm. 
we've done very well. Well, I think... And we should pat ourselves in the back. Yes, well, we've got something <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> you certainly had a few pats on your back. <laughs> <laughs> By the sounds of things. Oh, good. Well, that's that's episode one. <laughs> I think we're going to have to ask people to be patient whilst we get back into the flow. But it's going to be driven by questions. Driven I by think. questions. And I, we've kind of looked out tonight with, you know, mm. it's been a nice place to have a come and have a pint. Mm. Watch the um, Newford Bolton doing donuts around the green. And dog fighting and cock fighting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. So is there any sort of. Other stuff we want. Cheers. Nope. Let's do a cheers. cheers. And uh, ten years later, and let's nice hope to get one. We done. get an episode two done mm. at some point. Send in your questions. So, yes, definitely send in your questions. Otherwise, there is no episode two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were going to have a sponsor as well, weren't we? We're going to create a slot for a sponsor. We can do that later. We'll maybe do it organically and see if anyone actually decides to. <laughs> well, if somebody wants to take a punt, <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll do the Adam Buxton thing. We'll do our, you know, make an advert for you. Yeah, we'll definitely make an advert. It'll be fine. <laughs> I can't sing. I can't do voices. <laughs> do a terrible Eastern European accent. Yes. <laughs> anyway, cheers. Thank cheers. you all. Next. And looking forward to your questions. Yes. Cheerio. Hey. And that was John, short for Jonathan, and John of Rissington there. <laughs>